Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you oh so much for the many, many blessings you've poured upon us already this day. And now, once again, the blessed opportunity to get back into your word. Help us now as we do that. We pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Continuing our Bible study from A to Z in the word of healing, we'll turn to the Gospel of John in chapter 9. We see some more healings performed by the Lord. Where it reads, And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. So here we see something that has come upon this person, not because of his fault or his parents' fault, but for the process of glorifying God. You think, well, that sounds terrible that this man had to go through all that time not having his sight. But we also got to understand that there are things that we suffer, that we suffer for righteousness' sake, or suffer for the Lord's glory, that we are going to be rewarded multiple times over for having to go through such a thing. So always give honor and glory to the Lord, even if you are suffering in a way that you cannot explain, that it was not your fault, was not your parents' fault, or no one else that you can possibly put the blame on, but glorify the Lord and bring honor and glory to Him, no matter what you're going through. As it continues, I must work the works of Him that sent me while it is day, the night cometh, when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When He had thus spoken, He spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle. And he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And he said unto him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. He went his way, therefore, and washed, and came seen. The neighbors, therefore, and they which before had seen him that he was blind, said, Is not this he that sat and begged? Some said, This is he. Others said, He is like him. But he said, I am he. Therefore said they unto him, How were thine eyes opened? He answered and said, A man that is called Jesus made clay and anointed mine eyes, and said unto me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. And I went and washed, and I received sight. Then said they unto him, Where is he? He said, I know not. So here we see an example of the Lord healing someone purely by grace. And this man wasn't asked if he could believe or did believe or if anyone else believed on his behalf. But the Lord chose by grace to heal him. Verse 13. They brought to the Pharisees him that aforetime was blind. And it was the Sabbath day when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. Then again the Pharisees also asked how... Him how he had received his sight, he said unto them, 
He put clay upon mine eyes, and I washed, and I do see. Therefore said some of the Pharisees, This man is not of God, because he keepeth not the Sabbath day. Others said, How can a man that is a sinner do such miracles? And there was a division among them. You had those that were open to believing in the Lord and those that were contrary and would not believe by any part because they were so contrary. They were so anti-Christ. They were so ungodly. Even though they were in a position of a religious figure, such as a Pharisee, supposed to have been a man of God, but they were not. Clearly, was in it for themselves. They were jealous, envious, and they were against him. As he continues, They say unto the blind man again, What sayest thou of him, that he hath opened thine eyes? He said, He is a prophet. But the Jews did not believe concerning him that he had been blind and received his sight, until they called the parents of him that had received his sight. And they asked him, saying, Is this your son, who ye say was born blind? How then doeth he now see? His parents answered them and said, We know that this is our son, and that he was born blind. But by what means he now seeth, we know not. Or who hath opened his eyes, we know not. He is of age, ask him. He shall speak for himself. These words spake his parents, because they feared the Jews. For the Jews had agreed already that if any man did confess that he he was Christ, he should be put out of the synagogue. Therefore said his parents, He is of age, ask him. Then again called they the man that was blind, and said unto him, Give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. How could they say such a thing? He answered and said, Whether he be a sinner or no, I know not. One thing I know, that whereas I was blind... Now I see. Then said they to him again, What did he to thee? How opened he thine eyes? He answered them, I have told you already, and ye did not hear. Wherefore, would ye hear it again? Will ye also be his disciples? Then they reviled him and said, Thou art his disciple, but we are Moses' disciple. We know that God spake unto Moses, as for this fellow we know not from whence he is. If they had known the word of Moses, the writings of Moses, and believed them, then they would have believed Jesus. But they were contrary. The man answered and said unto them, Why herein is a marvelous thing, that ye know not from whence he is, and yet he hath opened mine eyes. Now we know that God heareth not sinners. But if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, him he heareth. Since the world began, was it not heard that any man opened the eyes of one that was blind? If this man were not of God, he could do nothing. They answered and said unto him, Thou wast altogether born in sins, and doest thou teach us? And they cast him out. So, They attack him, his character. Like, well, we are Pharisees. We are the the righteous ones. And you're going to teach us? That kind of 
arrogant, pious attitude. Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and when he had found him, he said unto him, Dost thou believe on the Son of God? He answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? And Jesus said unto him, Thou hast both seen him, and it is he that talketh with thee. And he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. See, now you see the subject of belief being brought up. As a result of what he received, gave him confidence in trusting and believing in the Lord. Just as all of us, when we receive the many blessings of the Lord, when we look around, we see creation, we see the evidences all around us that should reassure us of the belief that we need to have and should have in the Lord. Verse 39, And Jesus said, For judgment I am come into this world, that they which see not might see, and that they which see might be made blind. Here he's going way beyond the physical. He's talking spiritual. And some of the Pharisees which were with him heard these words and said unto him, Are we blind also? And Jesus said unto them, If ye were blind, ye should have no sin. But now ye say, We see, therefore your sin remaineth. They had been revealed things that they should have accepted, but they rejected. They had seen the writings. They had studied the writings. They had heard the prophecies and saw the fulfilled prophecies right in front of them, but they rejected them because they were contrary to their will. Therefore, they were held in contempt. They were sinners. Clear and simple. All right, now go on over to John chapter 11. And we see here a miraculous event unfolding is the raising of the dead when the Lord raises Lazarus from the dead. In John chapter 11, verse 1. Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sisters sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Once again, we see a sickness coming upon someone. Of course, this was, is going to be a sickness all the way unto death physical death, but the Lord's going to raise him from the dead. And we saw the one there with the blind man also pointing out that it was for the glory of God that this event was taking place. And here we also see this sickness coming upon Lazarus for the glory of God, but not that he would die physically, although he does die physically, but he's raised from the dead. Read 4 again. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now, Jesus loved Martha and his sister and Lazarus. 
When he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. Then after that saith he to his disciples, Let us go into Judea again. His disciples say unto him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee, and goest thou thither again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there is no light in him. These things said he, and after that he saith unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may awake him out of sleep. He's talking about not slumber, but death. He's talking about Lazarus has died, physical death. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. Howbeit Jesus spake of his death, but they thought that he had spoken of taking of rest in sleep. Then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there to the intent ye may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. Then said Thomas, which is called Didymus, unto his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. That was a bold statement for Thomas to make, the one who's later nicknamed Doubting Thomas. Then when Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days already. Now Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem, about fifteen furlongs off, and many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus saith unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Martha saith unto him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? This is a profound statement here in verse 25 and 26 that we all need to really grasp and and understand where Jesus Christ clearly says, I am the resurrection and the life. He is the one that is in control. He is the one that has been given all power. And he has the keys of life and death. He is life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And that's going to be an everlasting life. We're going to receive a glorified body and be with him for eternity. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. See, now he's pointing out to exactly who he's speaking of that will have this everlasting life. Those that believe in him. Those that truly and sincerely know in their hearts that Jesus Christ is Lord, is God in the flesh, is our Savior. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. And then he asks this question, Believest thou this? 
speaking specifically to Martha. Now, we already see that Martha has a good understanding of the prophets and the prophecies of the future because what she said in verse 24. Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last time, at the last day. So, she has understanding of that. She knows what the future holds. and knows about resurrection into eternal life. But here he He's asking her if she believes in him and in his power. In verse 27, she saith unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. Once again, showing the amazing faith and trust and belief that Martha has. A profound statement to stand on that she believes that he is the Christ, the anointed one, the one prophesied to come. She heads that trust, at belief. Verse 28, And when she had so said, she went her way and called Mary, her sister, secretly, saying, The Master is come and calleth for thee. As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came unto him. Now Jesus was not yet come into the town, but was in that place where Martha met him. The Jews then, which were with her in the house, and comforted her when they saw Mary, that she rose up hastily and went out, followed her, saying, She goeth unto the grave to weep there. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was, and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, and he groaned in the spirit, and was troubled, and said, Where have ye laid him? They said unto him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Now, Jesus weeping, speaking of what he just had spoken in verse 33, when Jesus therefore saw her weeping and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. Troubled because of all the things he had already shown. Troubled because of the lack of their faith in him and his abilities. He's already performed miracles. He's already brought people back to life. But their disbelief was magnified by the fact that Lazarus was already buried. He'd been dead for four days. And Jesus wept. Wept because of their lack of faith, because of their unbelief. Verse 36. Then said the Jews, Behold how he loved him. They thought he was crying because Lazarus was dead. And some of them said, Could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind have caused that even this man should not have died? Jesus therefore, again groaning in himself, cometh to the grave. It was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. Jesus said, Take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. Jesus saith unto her, Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God? 
Then he took away the stone from the place where the, the dead was laid, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me, and I know that thou hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. He specifically said, Lazarus, come forth. Because if Jesus would have merely said, come forth, then all of the graves would have opened and everyone would have come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave cloths, and his face was bound about with a napkin. And Jesus saith unto them, Loose him, and let him go. Then many of the Jews which came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did, believed on him. But some of them went their ways to the Pharisees and told them what things Jesus had done. See, some of them, even seeing Lazarus risen from the dead, still were contrary, still wanted to find a way to go against the Lord. And that's terrible that they had such attitude. Some believed, though, because of what they had seen. And Lazarus was with them after that and had meals with them. And the Pharisees were so jealous that they sought to even kill Lazarus. Not only Jesus, but they wanted to get rid of Lazarus too because he had been risen from the dead. All right, now if you will turn over to John chapter 20. Now, the jealousy of the Pharisees, Sadducees, the other contrary ones, the scribes, had risen up to the point where they arrested the Lord, tortured him terribly, abused him, sent him to a so-called trial, had him condemned to death on the cross, and horribly tormented him and crucified him. And six hours on that cross, and the Lord took on all the sins of all mankind, past, present, and future. And in John chapter 19, in verse 30, while on the cross, we see it read, When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Died right there. Physical death on the cross. And he was taken and he was buried in a tomb and great stone was rolled upon the front of that tomb. And on the third day, we see the fulfilled prophecies that he had told them over and over. And you can see throughout the Old Testament, the fulfillment of the prophecies of Jesus Christ rising from the dead in John chapter 20. The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early when it was yet dark unto the sepulchre, and seeth the stone taken away from the sepulchre. Then she runneth and cometh to Simon Peter and to the other disciple. This other disciple is actually John, the one who recorded these things, whom Jesus loved, and saith unto them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulchre, and we know not where they have laid him. She made this assumption that his body had been moved. Peter therefore went forth and that other disciple and came to the sepulcher. 
So they both ran, excuse me, <coughs> verse 4 again. So they ran both together, and the other disciple did outrun Peter, and came first to the sepulcher. And he, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen cloths lying, yet went he not in. Then cometh Simon Peter following him, and went into the sepulcher, and seeth the linen cloths lying. And the napkin that was about his head, not lying with the linen cloths, but wrapped together in a place by itself. Then went in also that other disciple, which came first to the sepulchre, and saw, and he saw, and believed. And as yet they knew not the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. Verse 9, very interesting. They knew not the scripture. They had been taught it. They had been told it. Jesus Christ told them specifically. But it says here they didn't know it. That means they had not yet received it. Even though they heard it, they didn't know it. It didn't go into them. It bounced right off. There's so many things that have been taught to mankind that they don't know because they don't accept them. They reject them. They just cannot comprehend it or believe it. And here we see this with them. The things that they had already witnessed, all the many miracles, Lazarus being called up out of that grave, and yet here the Lord told them over and over, and yet they did not accept it. They did not acknowledge it. That's why they say it. they didn't know it. Verse 9, For as yet they knew not the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again unto their own home, but Mary stood without at the sepulchre weeping, and as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulchre, and seeth two angels in white sitting, the one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. And they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? She saith unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing, and knew not that it was Jesus. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She, supposing him to be the gardener, saith unto him, Sir, if thou hast borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus saith unto her, Mary. She turned herself and saith unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. Jesus saith unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my Father. But go to my brethren, and say unto them, I ascend unto my Father and your Father, and to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord, and that he had spoken these things unto her. Now there were some other women with her, but these women, they were given this task, given this opportunity to tell the others that Jesus Christ has risen out of that grave. They became the very first missionaries of all time to be able to spread the good news of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Quite an honor given to them. This was not given to John or Peter that had came to the sepulcher. Jesus didn't talk to them right then. Of course, later he gathers with all of them many times because the Lord sticks around some 40 days continuing to preach and teach the gospel.
And he appears to them and he tells them peace and he eats a meal before them. And he also prepares a meal when they're all out fishing. He calls them in to says, come and dine. And he sits on the shore there and has a meal with them. After his resurrection, he does this. Seen of over 500 people at one time and did many other wondrous things that if... Well, let's look at that in John chapter 20, verse 30. And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name. Recorded for us, the histories that we keep looking back at, the fulfilled miracles, the fulfilled prophecies, the wondrous things that give us the assurance of the things that he tells us that we can know, not just hear them, but to know them, accept them, believe them, that he is coming again. He is going to receive us to be with him and we will have a glorified body and be able to be with him for eternity on the big, beautiful, brand new earth and the new heaven where the righteousness dwell. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you oh so much for the things you have recorded for us that we can study, that give us that assurance of entrusting you and in your word and help us have that so filled in us that it overflows into those around us, that we can share that wonderful love and that wonderful knowledge of you as our Lord and Savior and to shine your light into this dark world and to share your love. Thank you oh so much for all of it as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Thank you all.